Today's podcast is brought to you by Vibby.com, the quick, easy way to make highlight videos of your very own. Simply log on to the site, put in the timestamps of your favorite moments, and watch as the highlights spring forward into a video of its own that can be easily shared across social media and other content platforms. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Unicorn.com, the premier esports betting site. Log in today to bet on all of your favorite esports games and see if you have what it takes to win some unicorns of your own. Who knows? It might be enough to win you one of those awesome prizes they have in their marketplace. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Internet. This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar. I'm a free agent head coach and analyst, as well as a contributor at Slingshot Esports. And welcome to day eight of our North American LCS team by team podcast preview. It has been an amazing ride so far, and we are going to talk about a team today that it's nice to see an organization from all these other esports that has proven to be successful come in and, and buy out a spot that obviously was given up or, or forced to be sold, we should say, by a very controversial issue. Hopefully, uh, Renegades will not be envious of the situation in the long run. But we're here to break it all down with my good friend and fellow contributor, Walter Cieti Svedchuk. Walter, how are you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm, I'm still on the other side of this issue where I think Renegades were absolutely completely snowed. And you can go back and listen to those opinions on a previous podcast. If you go to our SoundCloud and iTunes, you can find that, download it, listen to all my opinions about that. Plug, 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 plug. Absolutely. We did do a great episode on all of those competitive rulings and the things behind it. But this is about the gameplay. And Team Envious has come in from multiple esports now. It's finally gotten themselves invested in LCS team. And they managed to do it by buying this Renegades spot. Renegades went 5-13 and 13 last split. They ended up getting 8th place after winning that tiebreaker against Team Impulse. But now it is going to be Envious taking three-fifths of that team with Seraph, Ninja, and Hakuo on the roster. Envious also went out and signed Proxen, the former Impulse jungler, to replace Crumbs, who is now retired. And they signed Laud and Niantanso uh, as two AD carry options to replace OQ. Walter, when you look at this roster on paper, what is it that is most exciting to you about these new additions to the team? Well, because of Seraph's North American eligibility for being grandfathered in, they get to pair him with another Korean solo laner in Ninja and a Korean juggler in Proxen. So hopefully there should be some synergy there. But what I'm really excited about is the return of Niantanso. I thought Niantanso was a serviceable AD carry when he was part of Team 8, and I don't think he was really given a chance to shine. And I think the same thing of Laud, where he hasn't been given a chance to shine. They're both North American talents that you have to go to, unfortunately, since you have two, your two import slots already filled. And I'm really, I can't wait to see how they develop. I can't wait to see if maybe there's another support that's get, that gets brought in, because I'm not sure Hakuo is very good. I think he's actually a pretty bad support player in terms of the LCS environment. So it'll be interesting to see the evolution of this bot lane over the, the course of the season. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I think that obviously when you look at Laud and Niantanso, these are guys that 
have some limited experience and have done relatively well in those regards, I think that there's very much the potential for them to come through. But for me, I'm most interested in seeing how Ninja performs when we have a full split under his belt. He played five games in the regular season and was absolutely devastating with a 5.7 KDA, 77% kill participation. Not necessarily a particularly great laner, but his damage per minute numbers were off the charts, and he was able to uh, to really do a lot for this team while not being handed too many resources. So he has the ability to really take a step forward now that he no longer has to deal with uh, the competitive ruling that kept him out of uh, sorts for a while. And plus, when you look at the way they played that promotion series to stay in the LCS, he was absolutely dominant. So those forces can really come together in a big way. But obviously, Walter, there are some pieces here that need to fit together in a way that, as you said, is not necessarily clear. Hakuo didn't have an amazing split, last split. Proxen was very up and down on impulse. So when you look at the storyline to watch, what is it that jumps out to you as the thing that's going to make or break Envious's first split in the LCS? The, the real storyline is going to be whether the, the Koreans can carry this lineup anywhere. Lodney and Tanso, they're still developmental. I think it's they still require a bit of talent. And even though Nian Tanso has gone out of his way to go to Korea to train, to play in their solo queue, to do all these things to get better, he should be the the, the day one starter as opposed to Lod. But Nian Tanso or Lod and Hakuo is just a rather weak bot lane. So it's going to come down to where Seraph and Ninja can carry the team from the top in the mid lane. And whether Proxen can influence their lanes enough to get them leads or whether they're he's going to constantly have to be in the bot lane defending this rather weak bot lane so it, it really comes down to can the three koreans carry this team anywhere or are they just not good enough it's really hard when you're counting on your solo laners that much to carry your your team to victory obviously as you said this bot lane is going to be well below average. Hakuo's spring split stats left a lot to be desired. Uh, a 2.1 KDA, just not putting down the kind of words permitted or clearing words permitted that you really want from a utility support position. And it did not seem like shot calling was something that was particularly this team's bonus either. Obviously, they had a lot of games, especially towards the end of the split, once things were finally starting to turn around, where they'd look really good early, and then things would go catastrophically wrong, and can't help but wonder if those shot-calling issues are going to continue to be a problem. But I'm going to look on the bright side here. I'm going to try to see the best-case scenario for this team, and it comes down to, as you said, those Koreans having a lot of potential be a force in this team. Seraph, when he had his games in the LCS, performed significantly better than he did in the Challenger Series. There seems to be something about playing on that big stage that brings out the best in this guy. And the Ninja, you could probably say the same thing. The guy has proven time and time again that he is an incredibly dangerous threat and a mid laner that has to be taken seriously. And given how the meta has shifted and mid laners are going to be more and more important, if he can step up and take that next step forward and be a top three kind of mid laner, this team is going to be quite scary. Proxen may not be the best mechanical jungler, but he does have a pretty good sense of being in the right place at the right time. And 
as long as Laud and Iantanso are solid, which there's no reason to believe that they won't be, they've been consistently good but not great throughout their careers, there is a reason to believe that will be more than enough for this team to surprise some people and maybe even sneak their way into the playoffs. But that's where the optimism ends. With every optimistic view, there must be a pessimistic one. So, Walter, what is the worst-case scenario that you foresee for this team? Worst-case scenario is it just doesn't pan out. Hakuo and this, the rest of the, the what, either of the 80 carries just aren't good enough to compete against some of the better botlings in, in the LCS. Look at, you know... When I think about Nia Tonsu and Hakuo, or a lot in Hakuo going against Stixay and Aframu, I just get chills. Like, that's awful. That is a terrible bot lane matchup, and CLG is going to run rampant over that. So you're putting all of this stress and all of this pressure on top of Ninja and on top of Seraph. And while they're good players, and while they could be very good players in North America... They haven't necessarily been the most successful in their careers. They have had these moments where they've fallen off. They have had these moments where the stress has gotten to them, Seraph in particular. And Proxen as a jungler was all right with Team Impulse last split. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't great. You look at the fact that the top five teams in North America are so good against each other. They're so strong compared to the rest of the region. You have energy that's sitting there that looks like it could be a strong roster. You have Echo Fox that potentially could be a strong roster. You have Apex that could potentially be a strong roster. And now you also have Envious, which could potentially be a strong roster. They're going to be fighting with four teams for sixth place. And even if they get to sixth place, they're going to be up against a TSM or a CLG or a Liquid or an Immortals in the playoffs. Like, it's rough when you just look at the fact that they've only had a couple of weeks to throw this roster together. They've probably only had a couple of weeks to really practice together. I just don't think we can look at the summer split and expect them to really accomplish anything. If they avoid relegations, that's probably a victory. If they make the playoffs, that's a huge victory. But anything like anything in that realm is probably going to be a stretch for this roster. Yeah, there are a lot of questions about what this is actually going to look like. And it comes down to an organization that's probably going to need some time to adjust to these things as well. Obviously, Envious has not been involved in the League of Legends scene before. This is kind of getting their feet wet and figuring out exactly what League of Legends needs compared to some of the other games that they've been involved in, mostly shooters for that regard. It's going to be interesting to see if they're able to put all this together. But as you said... These things do take time. And and by the way, we, we keep bringing up Hakuo as a weak point. I just did some maths while you were you were explaining this. Hakuo had more deaths per game than any other support. Just straight up. With the exception of Smoothie and Stunt, who only played one game, that is the worst games played to deaths given up ratio in the entire LCS. And now, instead of having OQ who is a very good AD carry, you're putting Lod and the Antonso there. That's a massive problem, especially in a region that has been known for having such bot lane strength. It's really hard to see how they're going to be able to circumvent that bot lane weakness, even with all of the strengths that I mentioned earlier. So Walter, at the end of the day, it's all said and done. Where do you see this team ending up? Like I said, I see this team somewhere between six and nine. 
it's really going to be hard for them to compete against the other teams at the top and then this middle tier of teams. Any one of the four teams I mentioned, Apex, Echo Fox, uh, Envious, and Energy could be anywhere from that six to nine, and it's really going to be a battle between those four teams to see who gets that last playoff spot and then who avoids relegation. So six to nine is probably that sweet spot. Yeah, it's it's very hard to pin down anything more than that. I don't think that this is going to be the worst team in the league. I don't necessarily even think they're going to be the second worst. Eight spot seems very fair for them. But it does seem like it, there's just a ceiling on this team. We know that in the best case scenario, they still have a rather weak bot lane. In the best case scenario, they still have a jungler who has significant flaws in his play style. It's going to be hard to figure all of this out in such a short period of time. And when shot calling is still such a massive issue, I don't see the player on this team that's going to be able to take over in a big moment and make the right call. There's a lot of reasons to be concerned. And while I'd love to see Envious somehow put all this together, have Ninja just go crazy, have Proxen develop the synergy with his solo laners and start going ham... It would be a lot of fun, but honestly, I think if you're envious, you have to be very aware that you don't just come into the League of Legends scene right away and start dominating, especially when you had to buy a spot less than two weeks before the season was going to begin. This was always going to be an uphill battle, but you're not playing this for the short term. You're playing it for the long term, and in the long run, you can use some of the players on this team, use it as an example of what it is you need to build a proper League of Legends infrastructure, figure out which of these guys are worth holding on to, and then you go into the offseason and really start to, to build the roster that you're looking for. That's got to be the way they look at this. And hopefully you guys uh, agree and would love to to tell us on social media just how smart we are with this one. Uh, if you do agree with us, or if you think that we're absolutely crazy, you can find us on social media. I'm at RedShirtKing. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Perfect. You can also find the podcast at SoundCloud.com slash EsportsRoughDrafts. Or if you go to the podcast section on iTunes and search Rough Drafts there, you'll find us as well. Obviously, if you subscribe, you'll be getting all of our future episodes. Plus, it really helps out with all the algorithms there. So we really appreciate it when you do that. Plus, you don't want to miss any of these upcoming episodes. We've done so many so far that are absolutely worth your time. You should check out in North America. We've already looked at Cloud9, NRG, Immortals, Echo Fox, CLG, Liquid, Apex Gaming, and, of course, Envious Today. And in Europe, we've been doing the exact same thing. Schalke. H2K, Rocket, Fnatic, Unicorns of Love, Team Vitality, Splice, and Origin today. You should absolutely check all of those out and come back tomorrow where we will see some team rise from the ashes that were the former Team Impulse spot. So until then, goodbye, Internet.